1: 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Broadway Breakdown (laughs) Tradish. Tradish? Tradish, because we're coming off of two obsessions, so... This is a Uh, traditional episode. uh, Broadway uh, Breakdown Tradish. I think that's what we're going to start calling these episodes. I like that. Welcome to Broadway Breakdown Tradish. I like that. I am. I just thought you forgot what it was. (laughs) For a second I did. (laughs) I forgot what it was, who I was, where I was. Uh, But now I know and I can tell you all, I am one half of your skinny gay bitch hosts, Matt Koplik. And I am the other
0: half of you, no matter what size you are, you are enough and skinny does not define... An interesting person I would like to know.
1: Lies. John. John Miscavige. Miscavige, that's it, that's it. John Miscavige, lying to you since 1988. I am not. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> I just am not.
0: Um, not. How have you been? I've been good. Um, It's like a shitty day. We're recording this on a rainy day, Mm -hmm. which is like funny just because I've been feeling my oats very much the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spring is my season. Spring is when I lift up that lid of the coffin, dust off the cobwebs, hack up a couple lungs, and I'm like, I'm alive. And the world goes... Oh, they're like, damn nah. it. Um, but I, I just love, I love as soon as it starts getting sunnier and warmer mm-hmm. and all those things. And we've had, I mean, we didn't have a cold winter by any means. It
1: was, it was a bipolar
0: winter for yeah. sure. Um, I mean, we didn't even get a snowstorm or a snow day period. Like there, was we, a, there,
1: were, there was, there was, there know, was a flurry day. There were a couple no, there but were a couple it, of days of snow. I mean, no, nothing that would I would define as a snow storm, but there were some snows
0: yeah let's not rewrite
1: history yeah but it like it melted within like hours no it was more like it would be 20 degrees in like blizzardy one day and then the next day would shoot up to 55 degrees because global warming is real and that's what it do but i i've been feeling this like
0: warmer weather as it's becoming spring and then today's just so wet Mm. today's my least favorite new york weather because it is on and off wetness Um, it's cold, but also kind of warm and humid. So you're constantly getting sweaty and then going into a place that is too cold. And then you like eventually dry and then you end up in a subway where it's sweltering. And Mm so
1: I just hate days like today. As as do I. It's that in between. Yeah. Oh yeah. It sucks. I mean, I'm happy with my birthday and all, but like. March is probably my least favorite New York month.
0: Yeah, I just hate when, like, weather is, like, a taint. Like, I hate when it's in between. (laughs) Weather should either be, like, full D or, like, full whole. You know what I mean? Don't give me this taint weather. Don't don't give me this taint weather. No. Tainty weather. Yes. Say it taint so. Um, So that's how I'm doing. How are you doing?
1: Um, I'm good. I'm taint misbehaving.
0: Uh... Whoa. Sorry, I'm drinking so much water. Yeah, and also honestly.
1: I was drinking so much
0: in the last episode, and you could just hear me being like, <laughs> "Yeah, it was." A- I was giving a little ASMR. I, there's,
1: there's a. I think it's. The bootlegs episode where you can hear the ice clinking in my in my water. Not that you've listened, it's fine. Um, but hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's all I <laughs> stop stop bringing up facts in this podcast. Hey, um, yeah, no, this uh, this series has weirdly become a bit of ASMR, but I'm not I'm not 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 here for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. ASMR is very popular. Yeah, um, so we're leaning into what's popular. We're trying to become more tra- with as we have these tradish episodes. Mm-hmm. We're trying to become more tradish ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, just, like, we're five steps behind Playbill.com, just, like, (laughs)
0: Yeah, we're giving you the news about twenty-seven hands. by like, by the time the news reaches us, it is it, it's the telephone game. Yeah. It's
1: so distorted. Well, it's like they like celebrate Sutton Foster's birthday with her with her best roles. Then John and I are like, die, Sutton Foster. Well, no. By the by
0: the time the headline celebrates Sutton Foster's career with these roles, by the time that gets to us, the headline is. Um, Sydney Lucas discovers tampons.
1: <laughs> that that's
0: that. It gets so distorted and the and the trickle down. You remember?
1: You remember that? Um, I mean, I know you, we all remember when John Travolta said Adele Dazeem. Yeah, of but course. then the internet created like a John Travolta machine to like what he was generator. doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel like uh, we could do an internet generator for Broadway breakdown when it comes to, like Playbill headlines. Mm, so, mm. for example, in the news today was. Um, new Stephen Sondheim disco album Mm -hmm. Broadway Breakdown Generator, Stephen Sondheim does blow out of Jason Robert Brown's butthole at Studio 54, the theater. Yeah. Yeah. And Broadway Records is making an album of that. During a matinee of Carolina Change. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Sorry. Jesus Oh, John's getting a phone call. It's, I'm getting all these telemarketers from my area, and I'm like, Same. "Why are you so obsessed with me?" Oh. Actually, I don't think they're from my area. I think they're just hitting cell towers that are mm. local, and so they.
1: I've been getting a lot of telemarketers the last couple of weeks as well, and I'm like, "I don't know what's happening." Porn. Porn? Yeah. It's God, porn. I wish it's all porn. I fucking wish. It's stupid shit. Like, are you happy with your health insurance? And I'm like, no. But stop <laughs> calling me.
0: Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the Top. You're a Coolidge
1: dollar. Let's move on, let's talk about theater. Yes, it's been so long since we've chatted and gabbed about theater.
0: I guess I really have no concept of time because I didn't realize it was two weeks since I've been on here. But didn't we just see each other?
1: I mean, it feels like it because <laughs> goddamn, like I cannot stretch the amount of time in between time I see times I see you enough. <laughs> You know?
0: You're such a bad liar. You were stumbling over your words. I was. You make like, me so hot and we're flustered. you like, I miss them so much when I don't
1: see them for three weeks. I don't know. Pass me that water, John. I'm so hot and flustered just no, sitting it's next mine. to you. It's mine. Um, yeah, let's talk about
0: theater. What's going on? You've seen th- some things. I've I have. seen nothing. So I
1: will, as always, it be the sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> um... I saw two things recently. I saw Mac and Mabel at at Encore's City Center Encore's, And then I saw the new Charles Bush play, The Confession of Lily Dare at the Cherry Lane Theater. Yes. Um, And I must say that I really, 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 I mean, no surprise. I really enjoyed Confession of Lily Dare. I've never seen,
0: I don't know if I've ever seen a Charles, I've read a Charles Bush play. I don't know if I've ever seen one live.
1: Um, did you, did you see the movies of Die, Mommy, Die, and Psycho Beach Party? No. Seriously? Yeah. Who are you?
0: Well, that's something, that's what we're here today to that's answer. T- <laughs> I was um, born in a closet in Pennsylvania. I was Book born, Story, born in a ditch
1: in West Virginia. <laughs> no Idina Menzel yeah. songs here. <laughs> Go. <laughs> no, honestly, no a Wild Party here. Thank you. Also um, true. Also, true. Uh, yeah, Charles Bush, I've seen, this is my third time seeing him on stage. Hmm. I saw, I'm obsessed with Charles Bush. I, I just right, think, rightfully so. Yes, I just think he's the bee's knees. Yeah. I have an anthology of his plays. That's right, right? You can call it an anthology when it's a collection, like a paper collection? Yes, wonderful. Sometimes I say words because it feels good in, on my tongue. Mm. Um, but, you know, as Suddenly Seymour has told me, Matt, you can't just do anything because it feels good on your tongue.
0: I, I've i also said that to you.
1: Yes, you have. Yeah. But it's, it's different when it comes from someone established like her, you know? <laughs> True. Like, you could be like, Matt, don't run into oncoming traffic. But then Jesse Mueller's like, Matt, don't run into oncoming traffic. I'm like, thank you, Jesse. Your biggest
0: Mueller. mistake is saying that I would ever tell you to not run into oncoming <laughs>
1: traffic. <laughs> Oh, I missed this. Uh, uh, if you don't know Charles Bush, I'm going to keep us on topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Charles Bush is a phenomenal playwright and actor, mostly doing drag. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he almost exclusively does drag now. He's been around for almost 40 years. Yeah, I was going to say, he.
0: I feel like he kind of um, broke the, uh, this is an awful metaphor, but the glass ceiling of, of drag really becoming a theatrical kind in Absolutely. New York. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, like, um, it, a like main, medium. Yeah,
1: it's like mainstream yet not yes. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, accessible camp and homage. Yes. Because his works... So he writes these plays that are sort of homages to specific genres of film. Mm-hmm. And they can be any era, like the 20s, 30s, 40s, what have you. So, for example, his first play ever was called Vampire Lesbians of Sodom.
0: Yes, which is... I've read that before. I was in for it. It is so weird it is
1: so weird but the whole (laughs) like what makes it work and literally what makes and all of his plays are weird yes psycho beach party is weird die mommy die is weird what makes them work is how straight you play them Mm -hmm. uh you have to kind of you have to be slightly affected when you do it Mm -hmm. but you have to take the affectation seriously yes so charles bush for example has these wonderful line readings all the time you know where he's really kind of Channeling Joan Crawford, Mm. Betty Davis, Mm. Olivia de Havilland if you're nasty. Mm. And do these like Grand Dame line readings. One of my personal favorites is Who are you, Tony Parker? You've slipped into my life as easily as vermouth in a glass of gin. Quickly and just a bit too smooth. <laughs> like, it's just so. <laughs> but he says it with, like, yes, the he's... utmost mm-hmm. sincerity, and it's great. You're never gonna write a book about Mr. Suspin because I won't let you. You're not gonna make a penny spoiling his good name.
0: You flaw scrubbing old hag. You've got
1: nothing on me. And even if you did, who would believe you? You're a liar, a cheat and a uh, drunk. It's a kind of drag where it is live, mm-hmm. it's original, mm-hmm. and it is it's not making fun of necessarily performances of that of that ilk. It's it's paying homage by being sort of ridiculous, but what makes the ridiculousness work is how specific it is. Cause he knows all those movies and all those actresses. Yeah. So it's, it's a genre of yeah. farce. It's uh, yeah, I mean, like the way the, I am about Sally Murphy is the way that Charles Bush is about the entire twenties through fifties of film
0: completely. Yes, yeah. exactly. The original kind of pop culture obsessed gay man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God. I don't know when like that. Oh. A gay man who's obsessed with things. Me neither.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, he has so many wonderful things. He has another play called The Lady in Question where he plays... Mm-hmm, which suddenly Seymour has done before. Really? hmm She played it, um,
0: I believe, at her alma mater, who has a summer stock. Ah. Oh, uh,
1: I would kill to see that. Yeah.
0: It, it looked so fun.
1: Yeah. it's they, I mean, like, when you map out the plots of Charles Bush plays, you're like, the fuck? So, like, The Lady in Question, it takes place during uh, Nazi Germany, like, in the middle of World War Two, mm-hmm. And Charles Bush plays... Uh, an internationally renowned concert pianist Mm -hmm. who is passing through Germany on her world tour and then ends up uh, passing information to the Allies, but through, like, the most ridiculous ways. Mm. Um, And other people usually are in drag as well, and... Sometimes women play men, and there's usually roles where some actors play multiple roles, and it's, it's it's insane, but it's fantastic. So The Confession of Lily Dare is the first play Charles Bush has had a, not commercial run of, but not like a workshop production of in a long mm-hmm. time. And it's at the Cherry Lane Theater, I think it's about to close actually, and the plot is, the plot's almost not even ne- necessary to talk about, but I'll give you an idea. Sure. It takes place over the course of like 40 years. Okay. And he plays a uh, girl, Lily Dare, who comes to San Francisco to be with her aunt, who's her only living relative, who runs a brothel. Mm. And when she comes, she's coming from a boarding school in Switzerland, no, a convent school in Switzerland, where uh, her mother has died in an avalanche, as she says. (laughs) And she's fluent in English. She's fluent in English, German. I'll say that again. She's fluent in English, German, French. And one other like random language. And it's okay. always like breaking out into the different languages whenever she's upset. And when the play starts, she's full on Pollyanna. Uh I even like I have a friend in the production and I said to him afterwards, I was like, Was his opening costume an homage to Leslie Corona Gigi? And he's like, absolutely, and you're uh, a faggot. And I was like, Yeah, that's Truth and truth. Truth and truth. Like she he she he comes out fully looking like Leslie Corona Gigi and all the gays in the audience went, and I wouldn't have. I've never no. seen Gigi. It's a good movie. But that's not the point. That's uh, one
0: uh, with J-Lo, right? That's Gigi. Gigi. I was kidding. I just wanted I just, you? I just wanted to just, I just wanted to look in your eyes and see your anus go. But <laughs> see, the problem is, John,
1: with you, I can never tell
0: if it's real or not. Honey, that's because I play it so straight, honey. The only thing that you do. Honey, I'm just so straight.
1: I'm so straight, honey. Um, But... Yeah, so the young girl, and then through, like, series of circumstances has a child, and then ends up becoming the madam of another brothel herself, sure. and sure. and sacrificing her well-being so her daughter can have this, like, wonderful life. And it's all very melodramatic, but hysterical. And the cast is fantastic. It's What I love about it is that everyone in it is so special, and is such a mm. unique alien, you know? I love aliens. As do I. I, I was, love aliens. I was having a conversation with... A friend the other day, because uh, I had this was around the time Mac and Mabel was starting performances because we were both seeing it, and while it's a lovely production, or it was, was a lovely, movie. was was a lovely production of a very very flawed show that will truly never work. Mm-hmm. There were some issues I had with the casting. Without getting too specific, there were some key parts that I thought did not have. Unique enough people in them. Mm. And it's encores. You don't really need to go out of your way to find the next 24-year-old Bernadette Peters. Sure. But you want to find someone who can evoke that uh, otherness. Mm -hmm. Because the whole point of Mabel is how different she is. And Mm -hmm. when you cast... And I, I feel like now, cats out of the bag. I'm talking about Alexandra Sosha, who is a very talented individual. <laughs> you
0: were doing. I was such doing so well. Fantastic job, just tiptoeing, tiptoeing now on I basically I her grave, but not no. even
1: around. Inca- <laughs> I so let me start off by saying Alexandra Sosha is so talented. She I, is. And I yes. saw her do Fun Home with the Public, where she was wonderful, mm-hmm. and she sings. She sang the shit out of that score, mm-hmm. and she was very endearing. Like I would, she did very well for herself in that show her performance was a little more um like julia roberts if that makes sense it was more like okay. et, like um everybody likes her engaging endearing mm. uh, um ingenue kind of performance and mabel is a silent era comedian Slapstick, you no, know, uh, doll face, very yeah. otherworldly. And when you think about twenty-four-year-old Bernadette Peters, what she was like, and not just as a comedic actress, but as a dramatic actress. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this on the pod before. What makes Bernadette Peters such an interesting actress is the choices that she makes are so odd, but so specific, and they usually work—not mm-hmm. always, but usually work. Uh, like her in the Cinderella. Movie We always talk about... It. We always... I don't <laughs> or, think we always talk, but we've mentioned. No,
0: we... I <laughs> mean, mentioned. we talk
1: about uh, outside, the, outside the cast, outside yeah, the pod. That's the thing, is I forget the things that we've talked about outside the pod. Same, same. All, every damn day.
0: Every damn um, day. But you know what I mean? No, completely. I mean, yeah, there was... Uh, I was reading an article the other day, because for some reason I've just been really... um i yeah, i i I've been wanting to watch things in my spare time that are about theater mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean that that's not new but m- more about the the craft of acting and just seeing kind of the great's opinion so i w- they have um a couple of Uta Hagen's acting classes on YouTube. Yeah. And so I've been watching those and I was rewatching, I was rereading this article the other day about this person uh, who was a, a theater critic for years. I can't remember who exactly it was. And it was a famous article a couple of years ago. Everyone was sharing it when it first came out. Um, but this guy was talking about what, makes you know as a subjective art what makes a performance good acting versus mm-hmm. quote-unquote bad acting mm-hmm. and you know this person this author said I, I don't necessarily like to really say oh that person's a bad actor blah 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 there's so many other factors there's so many other things like that but what he did say which I think is just so true is the facets of good acting to him are um is it truly truthful and does it surprise him? And mm. and, and that's and that's the, that's why we love the greats that we love, and yeah. that's why I hate Scarlett Johansson, because <laughs> because I don't think that she's always truthful,
1: and she never surprises me. Ever. That's fair. That's fair. Ever, um, I will say, like having seen her, having seen Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story very good in both of them but did she give a performance that I was like oh look at you Well,
0: but with Jojo Rabbit and here's my thing with that because I loved Jojo Rabbit it was just such a well written role she couldn't have fucked it up if she tried and I did feel like she tried but she didn't You
1: know, she's, she... I think that's a little unfair. I don't think she tried. I... I, I don't either. No. that was for
0: comedy. That was for
1: <laughs> comedy? What's lad. I saw Mac and Mabel. I know nothing about comedy. Um, But so you were saying that these two tie in together. Yeah. Somehow. Well, so... And we, ta- we talked about this in a previous episode. Uh, the great casting epidemic. <sighs> where it was when the initial casting for Company had come out. And... I mean, they have since come out with some more diverse casting Mm -hmm. since then, which is like lovely. I'm, I have my own soapbox about diverse casting. I think right now there's two ends that make me very uncomfortable. One is where there's absolutely no consideration for it. And it's just like whitewashing the entire way. Mm -hmm. And then the other end where it's almost like a checklist. And I'm like, like you, you can't, um, objectify diversity that way as well. It's because then it becomes diversity for diversity's sake and it, the meaning behind it is then empty. Mm. Um, it's like, because then you actually then feed into the paranoia of, oh, well, they cast this person because they were going ethnic with it. It's like, you want to cast who's right for it. And then think about other than that, like, what does casting a black actress do for this role? Or an Asian actress or a Hispanic actor? Like Or if I'm casting a transgender actor in a role that's normally been cisgender, like, what does that bring to the subtext? Mm-hmm. Which I feel like, directors are only barely putting their toes in the pool of sure. And I can't wait for more to happen. Sure, like the Pasadena Playhouse little shop. Yes. Prime example. But on top of that, it was also... I was disappointed in the initial casting of Company, and from what I've read from some reports of the first preview, which, you know... They, I Sproul, love that you say reports, but it's Broadway, Broadway World. world. <laughs> Listen, they quote. I got quoted the other day. There's a good reason to troll those. I, I saw it on your uh, on my story. Yeah. It's a good thing you did because then Broadway world deleted the quote. <gasps> um, to be fair, it was about Sophia Ann Caruso. Not 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 anything nasty about her. It was a general comment about discipline and professionalism. Sure. That somebody quoted, and then Broadway was like. Delete. Oh, it's Matt Koblik, the guy whose uh, web series we stole. Delete. Um, But that's to say, I was disappointed at the number of actors in it who I thought were just very talented and nice and clean. Or Mrs. Mabel? No, this is... Company, sorry. Oh, Oh, from what you've read. Okay. From what I read about a lot of the reports from the first preview of Company, overall it's apparently really good, but there are some people in the cast where it's like, they're fine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Uh, you know... That doesn't cut it for me, especially in a show like Company, where it is truly an ensemble piece, and you don't get that much time to shine, but you still get something. I mean, you would think on paper in Into the Woods, not every role is a winner, but that original cast was so filled with aliens that everybody was able to milk gold out of it, which is not mixing metaphors, but you get the gist. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... (laughs) The cow is white as milk making... That,
0: that was a lot of metaphors made. Listen, you, you proverbially fed that to the cow itself Yeah, the, the, you it. put the
1: slipper as pure as gold inside the cow as white as milk, he milks the gold. Is that yeah. not how science works? It
0: is, it is. As a scientist, I'm here to tell you,
1: yes. You do look like a scientist. Is it because I'm
0: wearing glasses today, which I'm sure everyone in the... All of our listeners could hear. Absolutely. Your <laughs> diction was so much clearer and they went, John's wearing glasses today. I know. They thought, wow, he sure does sound smart. No one's ever said I know. that. No tweet. one's ever <laughs> said it. The <laughs> okay. girl um, can
1: dream. You're oh, not that girl. I'm not, not that
0: girl. Squirrel.
1: Um, um, we'll get to her in a second, but <laughs> the squirrel. Yeah. So I mean, this is all cross. This, this is all one big hodgepodge. Mm-hmm. Gib- one big coronavirus. Wh- one big coronavirus. Topic. flippity floppy yeah. floop of Lily Dare, Mac and Mabel Company, where we talked about personalities and aliens, and when I was talking to my friend adam about this who listens to the pod hey adam we're like i miss there we do we still have some aliens but like jen simard jen simard yes <laughs> and i say that not in being like oh that fucking weirdo but i mean that, like that fucking weirdo mm-hmm. who's like so special so different makes so these special. wonderful choices doesn't look or sound or act like anyone else out there mm-hmm. like if i were to pick Jennifer Samard for a role, I would not say like, or these other five women. Right. Maybe two. Maybe two others. Yeah. And it's not even like they fit her mold, but rather other women who I'm like, oh, what could they have done with it? hmm And I feel like we don't have as many of that. We have wonderfully talented, nice, clean-cut actors, especially in musical theater, we've said it before, who will give lovely, presentable performances, mm-hmm. but nothing that'll make me go you truly um and yeah. confession of the leader i felt like was a wonderful group of people where i was like you are all different mm. and wonderful uh there's a specific actress i've already forgotten her name but it's i think it's jen van wick maybe jennifer van wick i don't know mm. she plays like five different roles my god is that woman phenomenal like mm. every role was so specific and different but also f- filled the uh the world so naturally mm. and everyone was sort of speaking that same language. And it was, I was just like, no one can do what you just did. Mm. I mean, they can do it differently for sure, but no one can do exactly what you just did. And that was so wonderful to see. And it gave me, I don't know, a modicum of hope. I love modicums of hope. You, mod- <laughs> you just modicummed all over. I, I, all over my hope.
0: I, I I wanted to see the wheels turn. They're still turning. Well, that that I, wasn't when, a good when's one. Once I, I used
1: that word. There wasn't a good... No, I um, didn't give, give a good one.
0: No, I, I mean, I completely... Completely, oh my, my stomach is growling. I hope the ASMR just picked that up because it just went wow. <laughs> wow. Um, no, I completely agree. I love alien. Aliens are have always and always will be my favorite performers to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think you're completely right, and I think it's I think it's a product of a lot of different things. I think it's a product of um, people. I, 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 I think it's a product of people in theater. Uh, this idea that uh, now what modern acting is is that basically stage acting or theater acting and film acting are kind of the same thing mm-hmm. a, a lot and so everything's a lot more controlled and smaller and so i think a lot of times people uh, the idea on broadway is oh if you're doing nothing that's better because Mm -hmm. then we're allowed to like project on you like we do in a film, but I'm always so much more excited and enthralled by someone who takes me on the journey Mm -hmm. rather than me having to concoct the journey for them myself. Don't make John think guys, just
1: do the thing. I know.
0: Don't make me think. Um, With the Charles Bush play, isn't there a crazy scene where um, he like, he eats a bird, but then it turns into two birds. What? Well, yeah, he like rips into a bird, like uh, no, doesn't use any fork. Um, yeah, it's like this whole thing because like a, a bird in the hand is worth two in the Charles Bush. A bird, a bird in the ha- he stopped talking. A bird in the hand is worth two in the Charles Bush. <gasps> Sometimes while Matt talks, I think of puns. Billy, I-
1: haven't discussed in a long time you want to know where the aliens are at John they're on season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race they are we got a lot of funny gals we have some amazing gals I was very impressed um I would like to take this moment now to say that if you don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race and you dislike the episodes where John and I discuss it fuck you
0: fuck you <laughs> and
1: Stop now because I I don't know where this is going to go, guys. This episode, like as far as I know, we're going to talk about this till the end of the episode. So yeah. you know, flash forward. We might be able to um to connect it back.
0: Where how did you watch the premiere? Um, I just have a I have a VH1 sign in, okay. so I just watched it on VH1 by myself in my apartment. Wow, that's so
1: glamorous. <laughs> it was I went. Quite glamorous. I went to the Washington Heights boxers. Um, and no, no, well, no disrespect to boxers. You can disrespect uh, boxers. Disrespect the boxers. they never if respected you, me. <laughs> they don't respect nobody. It's, um, for those of you that don't know, and if you don't know what boxers is, you're listening to the wrong podcast, it is a chain of gay bars, but it's like, when it's not drag race night, I guess, it's like prides itself on being more like macho-y sports gay bar. Yeah, I feel
0: I've only ever been to boxers d- d- uh, less than a handful of times, and every time I go, I feel... As if the reason why I'm there is because a friend has dragged me there, and somehow throughout that evening I have also found out that that friend has a coke addiction. It, it, it's, it's it's always the same. If I had a nickel, you know, it, it's always it's it's always the same trajectory for me. I I, I don't no tino shade. Different strokes for different folks. No one ten in the shade. I, yeah, yeah. I'm no one ten in the shade. I, I just there are certain kind of gay bars that I just disdain or or, or, or dislike, and they they are a little too much on the um. They 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 promote a kind of gay lifestyle that I just don't buy into. I don't approve of your gay lifestyle. I don't know. It just feels no. very
1: it just feels very uh, um it, it's weirdly clubby but also like broy at the it's same bro-y. time. It's broy,
0: that's uh, yeah, I I don't even want to say broy. It it just feels very um hetero heterosexual, um fantasy. Hey, yeah, heteronormative. heteronormative. Yeah, yeah, it it feels hey, we may be gay, but we could still we could still be guys. Yeah, we know that. It's the Duh.
1: It's the Ellen DeGeneres seeing a baseball game with George Bush of, like, gay Yeah, bars. That's exactly. What it is. I just,
0: I don't know. I also don't really go to gay bars ever. So, yeah, unless, no, I'm seeing, unless I'm seeing, hey, Prescott, I know you're listening. Unless I'm seeing suddenly Seymour. Yeah. So, and yeah, clearly I don't yeah. go to well, gay you bars. You
1: guys just saw the way that John just said, I don't go to gay bars. It was, like, hunched over, <laughs> limbs dangling. <laughs> yeah. and I like, I don't go to gay bars. <laughs> I mean,
0: they, no one brings my marionette strings anywhere near, uh,
1: 49th and 9th. <laughs> I got no strength to me down. Uh, this is all to say. So, boxers. Yes. Last time I saw Drag Race at a boxers, it was like the most stupid night. It was All Stars 3. Britta Filter, who is a contestant on this she season, she was hosting. Uh-huh. And God bless her. She really tried. But, like, it was a brand new boxers. They had, like, the sound system was fucked up. Mm. They were they were not putting on subtitles for the show. You have so like, to do that. The few times I have watched it in a bar, you, you have, have to. to. Yeah, and they like, the, and the volume was only like at halfway, so it took everyone literally shouting at management, being like, turn on the subtitles, turn the volume up on blast. Like, what is, why are you acting brand new? And this box Who's boxers, after Peppermint? Why who's that? after Peppermint? Why are you all acting brand new? My mom loves that line. <laughs> she she says it My, my I say mother, it all the time too I say it all the time too my Danny. mother Danny Tickton-Koplick who will be turning 66 this year no she will not she will she looks great she does indeed I have Fantastic. I have had some good jeans and I'm so wearing dead. them now <laughs> she uh, she loves to say out of the blue While acting brand new. And she also loves to say, from uh, quoting the Vixen, Nope, too vague. Well, I have it (laughs) once. I do love that one, even though I'm not a Vixen fan. No, not a Vixen fan. too vague. Nope, too vague. And with that, those are both quotes from previous seasons. The Vixen, when uh, there was an Aquaria, Miss Cracker T, that the Vixen knew. And when Aquaria was confronted about it, Aquaria was like, Oh, you know, I... I just, I said some things and there's a long pause and the vixen goes, nope, too vague. What happened was my and, mother loves that. And I'm realizing as
0: we were talking to kind of explain to what, what the story behind these quotes are, mm-hmm. I'm realizing, you know, as you were saying, we are, there are listeners who might not listen to Drag Race, but here's the thing. If you are a listener who doesn't listen, who doesn't listen to Drag Race, you can listen and watch it. It's great. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> newfangled. You'll love it. Um, but here's the tea. If you haven't watched Drag it right, drag- yet. Oh, oh my god my blood sugar is so Shaker. fucked up drop fuck drum. Um, if you haven't watched Drag Race yet i can promise you you need to do it i have I've brought so many people to this beautiful pool that is Drag Race and told them to drink off it. And (laughs) and they always go, but I don't know, I might not like it. And I I then just kind of shove their head in it and they
1: always love it. You will always love Drag Race. You Mm -hmm. can't go wrong with it. And even if it's not your cup of tea, I don't know, kill yourself. Well, so just just (laughs) kill yourself. Um, In that case, you know, you might as well just be I don't know, a basic white gay in the ensemble of uh, something rotten. Like, you know, you're just, you're you, you're basic. Yeah,
0: what a topical,
1: um... <laughs> <laughs> From five years ago. What a topical metaphor. That's who but I am. Thank well, you. so speaking of, you are talking about boxers heteronormative. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, yes, went to boxers. And if boxers in, like, Midtown is gross, like the one in Washington Heights. <laughs> and the one in Washington Heights, while well, the establishment itself is, like, not gross, it's actually very well kept, it's just the way that it's run is exactly how you'd think like Mm. these are the people who couldn't even handle boxers in midtown they're Mm. doing boxers in washington heights to their credit like drag race ran rather smoothly it did cut out for about three minutes yeah I saw that you see all my stories I know but it's my all my fans who don't follow me on instagram Uh, it did cut out for like three minutes and everybody was gagged gooped and pooped and uh, like the bartenders were not paying attention to any of my friends because none of us are seven feet tall with a jawline that could cut leather right they were just like only paying attention to the insta gays was like, fuck off. Um this is insane. I need <laughs> Muppet friendly establishment. <laughs> I do, I really do. I need people who love aliens like me. Yep. Uh, but you're saying boxers like heteronormative attitudes of like broiness, and and a lot of the people, especially gay men I know who don't watch drag race, they're like, well, I'm just not that kind of gay. And I say this as someone who once said that themselves. It takes my glasses off. It takes his glasses off. I was once John john miscavige i was once a gay that used to say i'm not that kind of gay
0: i mean i guess i said it years ago before i watched but i mean that was 10 years i don't know how old am i (laughs) I, I, john when did you come out of the womb i don't remember
1: out of the closet well you were literally born in the closet born in the closet so who knows i was Um, born
0: in the closet um but no, I so I do get it. I do get it. But I also now see the complete chaos of that kind of sentence and mindset. Yeah. Well, it's
1: what kind of gay do you think that is? The, being mm. gay is really, on a technical level, it's really no more than a sexual... Identity slash preference that that is even fluid within itself. Yeah, because you can be dick, butt, or taint. Exactly. Or nip. Or nip. Or nip. I mean, there is a culture that we inherit as gay men of just our history struggles. And then also sort of the secret language of pop culture references because... Our obsession with women. Yes. (laughs) Well, because for a long time, gay artists... Uh, to break out into the mainstream, sort of had to use their voices through women characters. Shirley. Um, like, uh, and don't call me Shirley. Like, like Shirley MacLaine, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, right. spoiler alert, guys, the apartment is really just about gays. Um, in terms of endearment, gays. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever happened to Baby Jane? Well, yeah, that's clearly just all about gays. gays. I mean, Gone with the Wind, guys, gays never seen it but yes but yes four hours of gay yeah Uh, Citizen Kane more like yeah more like Citizen Faye Uh, Tina Faye gay gay (laughs) gay they're all they're all gay gay. but yeah but so like you know the pop culture references, it's its this language that we have, and yeah. sh- a shorthand. It's Drag Race has plenty of that with yes. references to Paris is Burning, to previous seasons of Drag Race. So, and they also often
0: do musical theater episodes. Yeah, Rusical, the musical. Yeah, the, uh, Dream Girls references. Audra's been on. Audra. Uh, Kristen nice.
1: Chenowitz has been on. Absolutely. It, They've had two out of the three original Dream Girls. Like, it, is, it <sighs> is a gay convention. Yes. But so, I mean, I'm not saying that gay men have to watch drag race or, but I think when we just would like you better, we would like you better, but I would always say I'm not that kind of gay in a way of like, oh, I'm not, it's, it, I guess it ties more into the idea of being an alien where I would sort of fetishize the idea of being different. Sure. I'm not what you would think of when you think of a gay man, which yes. is not, I was not trying to talk down to a uh, effeminate gay men or gay men who followed the norms of that, of, of our culture, but more like fetishizing myself. For like, mm. I'm a, I'm going against you know the normal track about the gays. Which, in and of itself, is a very gay thing to do. Exactly. <laughs> when you think about it, guys, I'm really just like a gay hero for following my own path all the time whether well, I'm I wasn't going with the beaten track or with the beaten track. I wasn't going to say that at all. What I was going to say was... No, that's why I said it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, just, I used to do the same bullshit myself. I mean, I held out um, from standing Pokemon when I was an 11-year-old girl for as long as I could. I mean, mm. I truly... People were shoving Pikachus in my face, and I, mm. and I would go, no, I don't like Pokemon, because I'm not that kind of boy. <laughs> I, I, I would go, I, I, I it's too mainstream for me. I like mm. reading novels, and um, have you heard of the bell jar? You know, that kind of <laughs> bullshit. But... Um, and then eventually i was like oh my god pokemon's amazing and then yeah. I, you know i became addicted and so I, that that whole trajectory is kind of a gay thing of, of in and of itself we yeah. we love to fancy ourselves special
1: yeah well <laughs> and i think over the last few decades where we ha- where we have been slowly coming into the mainstream mm. something that has sort of always been like um uh, not a calling card, but a, a, a poker card or, I don't know, a something. A kind term. of like part of the hanky code. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, And also, like, things that we've used for our own cachet is, like, how we're always on the pulse of what's new in culture. Like, mm-hmm. we know the new movies to see or the new TV yes. shows or the books to read or whatever. And, you know... Which that is, is why this podcast is also very heterosexual friendly, because we are so behind the pulse. It is so <laughs> true. And we just yell at all the new things going you damn kid with your vcrs get off my lawn
0: it's so true all those
1: kids with the vcrs yeah on the lawn. what if what if that was like the new way to like troll in person was just kids doing vcrs on the lawns of old people I, w- I would believe it i've i've seen i've seen
0: uh i saw eighth grade you know i, I see i see how modern kids are
1: Oh the, the movie 8th grade yeah okay. I've, seen, <laughs> I've, I've seen I've 8th seen grade I, like period I lived 8th grade I
0: I saw 8th grade when I was in 8th grade We're almost actively tangenting away from Drag Race to almost fill this time It's true So let's talk about That's,
1: Drag Race Yeah well so this is all to say all the all yes, the aliens true. on Drag Race yes. that are um so I think this premiere episode was so fantastic mm. loved it Objectively fantastic and everyone that I've read Like, write about it in Vulture, AV Club, what have you. Everyone's like, what a phenomenal season premiere. Yeah. And uh, part of that is the queens that came on, and I don't know if this is going to be representative of the whole season, because we still have another six or seven queens to go, but the first seven queens we have, none of them are interchangeable. They are Mm -hmm. all very different from each other. And while there are some that I like more than others, whether personality or aesthetic, I can't tell you that like Jaxie Jaxie that Jackie that Jackie Cox and Gigi Good are one and the same or they're like Brita Filter right. and Widow Von Du. is that Widow Von Du? I think so Widow, Von it, widow they're not I, yeah they're both you know larger queens but they are not the same no and, and, and I that's mean, I mean even the
0: queen that you could argue seemed kind of was going to be in the bottom Heidi uh, and Closet uh, still was extremely charming and funny and weird, mm-hmm. and and kind of made her mark. Where I, I was upset at the idea before we, you know, spoiler. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, no one was sent home. Yeah. Um, but I I was I was upset at the idea of her going home because I just thought, wow, what a what a really charming
1: young woman, man. You know what's weird? I I called, and I have eyewitnesses to this. I believe it was when Jackie Cox was told she was safe that I went, there'll be no bottom two. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. Yeah. Because it
0: it, it it was a very close call in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. it was easier for them to do that. But I, I,
1: I had a similar trajectory. Yeah. Um because I heard, uh, sorry. No saying. no 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 you go ahead. cause I, I, I was to say um in my head, I was I was talking with friends during the commercial break before deliberations and I thought it was like no one did bad. No one even did mediocre. It was basically like those that did very well and those mm-hmm. that did phenomenally. Yeah phenomenally and I was like it's gonna be really hard for Rue to pick a bottom two and I like came up with my bottom two in my head and I was like but here's your bottom two here's my bottom two uh oh uh I said it was if there was gonna be a bottom two I thought it was gonna be um Jackie Cox and Nicole only. Oh, really? Well, well, at the time, and then, well, actually, no, sorry. Before this is this is actually before deliberations, and then okay. deliberations happened, and they spoke so highly of Jackie Cox, who I'm glad to hear because I thought she was very good, but I remember thinking like, oh, not quite as special as you know other queens that did their thing. Uh, And then after deliberations, I thought it would be Nicole and Heidi and Closet. And then... That's who I thought it was going to be. Maybe maybe it wasn't when Jackie... No, it wasn't when Jack. After I said none of them are interchangeable, and now I'm interchanging all their names, it wasn't when Jackie Cox was told she was safe. It was when Nicole was told she was safe. Mm. that I was like, Mm -hmm. there will be no bottom two. Sure. Um, I I, I will say, because I... I, I think
0: maybe my expectations were very high. I, I know Jackie Cox. I know her in drag and out of drag. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think this episode was kind of a bit of a, a tease because we were told how amazing and great she was. Mm-hmm. And then we saw her be great. But it, it, it was, it was there was kind of like a... a, a not a mismatch... I, I don't know. Uh, basically, all I'm saying is, I think actually we should keep an eye out for Jackie Cox. I
1: think she is fantastic. Sure. And I think she's going to go, that is thought. Well, and there's also a difference between being a great drag queen and being great at drag race. Yes. And it really takes getting on the show to learn how to do drag race. Like, you right. have to be in it. Just like, you know, you can be a great performer, but mm-hmm. you may not be a great Broadway performer. Mm-hmm. I um
0: I remember what I was gonna say because I was gonna say something earlier. Wonderful. Uh, the thing that I liked the most about this episode. So I've been recently rewatching a lot of different seasons. Um, I rewatched six, and then mm. four, and I, I, I've rewatched five in the last year. It was just a, I I had been more recently in the last couple weeks on a spree of rewatching, and there were so many really weird but good challenges from those seasons where Mm -hmm. drag race was on the cusp of becoming a thing or that actually created drag race into becoming this phenomenon Mm -hmm. arguably season five and six yeah is when it started going a lot more mainstream and then you know seven eight nine was when it really the the people dug in they usually
1: say like four is what got people to notice it and then Mm -hmm. five was what made it become a phenomenon
0: yes and so but what was really fun about watching them was I was looking at these challenges that we haven't seen in years and going, oh man, you know, I wish instead of kind of doing these cockamamie challenges we've seen in the last couple years like that fucking breast world west world oh, challenge yeah. which was just so bad the acting challenges are always are tricky yeah but and there have been su- some successful ones but there have been some ones in the more recent years that have just been
1: so bad and and then
0: they kind of the harp on them sex and the kitty girl yes, three yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah well it's because yeah, the writing has always been bad but it's more that there's usually enough queen there are usually enough queens who can understand that the writing is not good and not even really meant to no, be good. No, it's not good. meant to be good, of course. Um, and just sort of like going for broke. Like, well, like, Rest World was bad but um, it, it's what made me, it was a challenge that made me realize that Aquaria was very much the frontrunner because she made such a bold impression with a very small role and a very yes. shitty challenge. Yeah. And because she kind of just went for broke and m- made a very specific choice with her character, was an alien about it, like, mm-hmm. very specific character choice, threw it all throw all that spaghetti to the wall and other queens like Cameron Michaels who were like oh, I don't know what to do and it's like that's that's what makes you uh, memorable that's what that's what makes icons yes well
0: so they had these really good challenges in like 4 5 and 6 that I was like oh I wish we could see them again and what was really fun about this season cha- or this season premiere was that there were notes of other seasons all mm-hmm. over it they did um, the first six queens rather than or seven queens so, rather than all of the queens at once, which gorgeous. is what they did in the season six premiere mm-hmm. in the Bianca del Rio. They split them in half, so you got to know them better, and that was an amazing season. Yeah, arguably because you knew the queens better yeah. off the bat, and so you were invested. So that that there was a nod to that. They did the runway, the Tulik Runway, which was on seven. season seven. Yeah, um, and then the challenge. Wait, what was the challenge? It was a girl group girl group which has become like a very big staple and it's now. become a staple so i i think one of the i think there were a lot of things that set this up to be a successful episode mm-hmm. but um yeah it, it felt it felt good especially because over the last couple years maybe the last two or so seasons people people have complained as we are wont to do mm. um that you know, it's just getting too generic. They're just they're they're pandering towards Emmys. They, mm-hmm. they 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 and and towards heteronormative culture. Yes,
1: exactly. Like now we're on VH1. We want to get the people who aren't the gays mm-hmm. to start watching it.
0: And so this 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 whole I, this gets a two thumbs up the butt for me,
1: which is the highest yeah. honor. Well, I mind. don't know what you mean by complaining. I've never complained about anything in my life. I'm just grateful for every moment of every day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, you know how I be. I, I, I do. I know exactly how you are not like that. <laughs> sorry,
1: I, I I meant to say not like. I, sorry, not like. Not you are like that. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, I was gonna say, I agree with you. Um, and I think what also helps is you can tell from that episode that Ru is having RuPaul is having fun again doing the show. Yes, it's less of a job, and I think Drag Race UK was a very big help in that respect mm-hmm. because while Drag Race UK you know I thought it was a very solid bunch of queens with a couple of really fantastic ones and you know it wasn't as if like they were all a bunch of Bianca Del Rios that everybody sort of was good at something but they also had a lot of gumption and they were just sort of going for broke because it was their first it was time their ever first doing... time yes yeah, yeah. So there was excitement to it there's still some messiness about it and RuPaul clearly really enjoyed that mm-hmm. and I think he and the producers brought that energy back to 12 and, like, let's really take what we've learned from previous VH1 seasons and apply it to this now that we're sort of motivated again. Yeah. And I wish Broadway I would do a bit more of that. I do, too. Yeah, a lot of jukebox musicals this season. Oh, my God. So many so many musicals. And, like, I think we've already talked about this before, but you know what? Broadway's repeating itself, so I'm going to. So I I am not here really anymore for the bio jukebox musical. And we know that MJ is coming. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. I know, I know. But then there was also an announcement about... There was an announcement of a Neil Diamond bio jukebox musical. I think I saw that as well. And I'm like, we all know what it's gonna fucking be. It's essentially... Business-wise, it is just for the estate to make more money now that Mm -hmm. they know that you can from doing Mm -hmm. these musicals. And... Like... Yes, Broadway is a commercial aspect. You're very, very, very rarely are things put on to just be put on. Mm -hmm. Like, Indecent was put on Broadway just so people could see it. They knew they weren't going to make money. Yeah. Otherwise, people were like, no, we wanted to make a profit off of this. But to, like, just so blatantly not care about craft at all. And you can tell me, you know, oh, you weren't in the room, you don't know. Like, you can tell with something like The share Show that it is just... Worship the diva, mm-hmm. celebrate the greatest hits, put a bunch of very talented actors on stage and have them belt their tits off, and like pay top dollar for it. Right. Um, and I haven't seen the Tina Turner musical yet. I haven't either. Um, I heard it's actually. I heard people enjoy it. I mean, I love Adrienne Warren, and I'm here yes. for her being. I mean, I've star. seen clips
0: of her doing it, and yeah, whoa, whoa. yeah. But like, Jesus Christ,
1: <laughs> I'm. And this is not to necessarily say She's that. She's amazing. Um, I, would, I would say I can tell you what the formula for that show is going to be before I even see it, which is, comes on, no one believes in her, she finds the wrong romantic partner for a time, and uh, finally, in the last 20 minutes of the show, finds her voice and like really breaks out on her own terms, yeah. which is what is in Beautiful, what yes. is in The share Show, what was in On Your Feet. And mm-hmm. I'm just like... <sighs> It's so formulaic, formulaic at this point that I don't like. It's why I'm like not even motivated to see it. Mm-hmm. Like I just know what it's gonna be. Similar to you with Scar, with uh, you and ScarJo. Like yeah. I, I'm. It could be pleasant, but I'm not gonna be surprised at all. Yeah, it's not an alien of a musical. Yeah, which is why I'm actually really excited for Flying Over Sunset.
0: I am too. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, did you watch the the clip? I watched it. a little bit. I'm the, trying to go um, in a little blind. Flying over sunset. It sounds so. It sounds so familiar. The um, the ta- or the the hook to the the song that Carmen Cusack sang for yes. the, the which I, we'll call it. I'm trying
1: to go in somewhat blind, so I listened to a bit of it, and then about thirty seconds, and I was like, I can't. I'm I'm done. I don't mm-hmm. want to learn, learn learn anymore. But the concept is so strange. It's these three, uh, prolific, people. Uh, Claire, Luth booth booth loose loose booth i don't know the, the player yeah, right. the, the playwright yeah. of the women and then uh carrie grant and i forget the third but these people who had had major addictions to lsd hmm. uh, throughout like the 40s 50s and 60s and sort of how their lives were affected by it and the second act is sort of a fantasy of the three of them like kind of dropped acid together and and James Lepine's working on it. Tom Kit, Brian uh, Yorkie is it? no, Michael Corey. So yeah, I was apart. gonna say it's not. But no, it's not yeah. Michael Corey. <laughs> yes, uh, that's with right. with with an alien like Carmen Cusack, mm-hmm. who is so very special. I love her. And it's something that it's such an odd premise, but it just seems so different and interesting. And I like that it's a bold risk, and maybe yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah, but who knows?
0: I'm I'm ex- I'm. That's probably to be honest the thing that I'm I, I'm excited to see that. Honestly, I mean, I'm excited to see six, Same. but but I'm also going in completely aware of that it's not going to be a moving, cathartic, oh my gosh, this is art. I'm going there, uh, hopefully with tequila yeah. and already in me, and I'm just going to have a fucking fun time. But
1: do you want to know But what? also,
0: that's a clever, I mean, it's, it's still a clever... clever musical.
1: Yeah. And six is, so I we talked about it before. I always hate when people are like, "It's not trying to break the mold; it's trying to be fun," which ninety-five percent of the time is code for it's poorly written, poorly staged, whatever. Like it's just sloppy. Hmm. Um, let's do a whole bunch of musicals that people say that about. Six seems like the kind of show that actually is just trying to be fun and doing it as best as it can. Oh yeah, which I am here for. Like I don't. I, they w- wanted to make the female altar girls, or altar boys, altar and was- they made it. But Ten yeah, times exactly. Like they said, let's take this premise and do our fucking best with it. Like really just kind of give it our all. Mm. And I think that's admirable. Like both shows flying over sunset and six are very admirable for very different reasons. Truth. They both are trying to make something of a certain idea and there are different types of shows. And I think there's room on Broadway for both of them. I just don't think, well, I clearly, there is room on Broadway for a million bio jukebox musicals. I wish there wasn't. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at with that. I will ask again, where are the aliens? Not just in terms of the actors, but in terms of the shows. I don't know. I don't know. And
0: I I feel like, I I feel like as a community, we've been hungry for it for a while. We've had kind of a, such cookie cutter-ish
1: seasons the last couple of years. You want to know what it is? As someone who's not really performing anymore and I don't really give a flying fuck like who might listen to my opinion and not cast me because of it I do th- find that the theater community because it is so small and it's so fragile in terms of job opportunities for actors people aren't as open about like I wish there were more sh- uh, productions happening where I could not have to just like be this pop icon where I don't have to just be this like cartoon character from this movie mm-hmm. Um, and I know that John is still very much a working actor so I won't I'm going to make sure that he's safely away from my opinion right now. <laughs> um, but not, you know, not holding. Everyone should be held accountable to do their best and to try new things. Surely. As I said, you know, actors uh, making bold choices, writers making bold choices, producers taking bold chances. Mm-hmm. and
0: That's why we- I love Eva Price. I mean, I know you weren't a big Jack Little Pill fan, but she was Oklahoma exclamation point. She was Jack Little Pill. Oh, she- oh, it
1: produced them? Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. And and like, listen, Jack Little Pill is not a sure thing as a jukebox musical either. While I really hated it, um, you know, it's part of. Well, I hate it for objective reasons in terms of just like structure and 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 whatnot and presentation. But I'm here for taking like a bold risk with a previously written catalog Mm -hmm. um like they didn't do an Alanis Morissette bio musical and I I do applaud them for that and they are trying to tackle topics that most musicals don't tackle uh I thought they did it very poorly but I, I just can't I can't give that show a compliment and then let 10 seconds go by which is unfortunate but like I am I give credit where it's due yeah um so yeah I mean there are producers who will do that but there should be more and i think audiences have proven that they're that they are willing to spend money on new things mm-hmm. i mean some of the most successful musicals of all time you write them down in two sentences like the basic premise of them they sound crazy mm-hmm. a boy with uh clinical depression breaks his arm and starts a lie yeah dear evan hansen uh our forefathers but they're rapping a bread thief adopts a little girl and has some help from some ghosts. A bunch of nobodies audition for an unknown musical and only four of them get it. Like, <laughs> it's like, what? Um, a girl with
0: uh, green skin and a girl with no, two, um.
1: two bitches shoot <laughs> men and get famous for it.
0: Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. Mm-hmm. You're the top.
1: So, I mean, I don't want to end it on a bummer note. There is, there, there are still aliens out there, but yes. like David Duchovny in The X-Files, I'm still searching.
0: Yeah. I think that's kind of,
1: that's what the theme of this episode is. <laughs> I almost fell.
0: Where are the aliens? Let's search for them. Let's search for them. That is what The X-Files was about, right? David I Duchovny no was looking idea. for
1: aliens? Yeah, I th- sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I know Gillian Anderson purely from sex education now. That is how I know her. Or is it Gillian Anderson? I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. I don't, I don't care about white women anymore. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. That's Wait. why I'm not going to see Company. White women. You had a whole three, you know, well, actually, 30, almost thirty years. Almost you a, thirty years. No. On the cusp of my thirtieth birthday, I've given up on white women.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a part that actually probably got um, cut out in the, in the craziness <laughs> of, of earlier. Matt's turning thirty, to which my response was. We weren't already thirty. <laughs> yeah. I just could
1: I just couldn't believe that this I think it's because John is so old it's he true. could not believe that and I am so much smarter than he, I've, also, I've also and been, worldly yes, wise than he. He truly. could not believe that I had not seen at least as many years as he had. I, I think that truly is where it came from. Um Yeah. Listen <laughs> or I just look fucking terrible. No. No, <laughs> no, don't, don't no. say that. No, hey, buddy, buddy. Don't. Well, on that upper note, on that upper note, yeah, I think we should call this a uh, call this an episode. Truly, because I might faint, because I'm so J- hungry. I know. I, listen. <laughs> I know we shouldn't talk about that kind of stuff, but I've never felt more glamorous due to how hungry I am right now. Oh my god! Now we've got we've got shit to do. We've got it's it's been a long day. It We're is. Re- we are recording this tonight. It's been, been a long re- wet day. We're also recording this at my home, which is
0: yeah. This was n- the first time we've ever done it. We didn't talk about it. We're at Matthew's home. with we are lovely roommates that he's so mean to. I, I mean, well, I mean,
1: <laughs> to be fair, I'm mean to everybody, and to John's, This is true. And to John's left is my DVD collection, which is. Extensive. Speaking, it is extensive. Speaking of pop culture, gay language.
0: I, I didn't even have to lean over and reach. I just stuck my arm out and grabbed uh, the brandy Cinderella that yeah. we were just talking about. Same thing. So it's obviously a staple that's watched
1: here. It is indeed. Actually, I think it's just today. the most recent DVD purchase and there was no room for it. And so I was like, you know what? Leave her out. She deserves it. She deserves a pedestal. Yeah. Same thing. There. I have a trivial pursuit for Golden Girls. Which I I, I would like to play someday. As would I. In case you haven't noticed, guys, I have not been sexually active since 2012. In case you haven't noticed, um, yeah. Please, why would they even assume? Why they even <laughs> assume? On that note, guys, we will we will call it a day. Who's uh, that diva? Uh, that's a great question. Well, first of all, make sure to follow us on the social oh, media: yeah, 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 yeah. Instagram, Twitter. If you're nasty, uh, please friend request John on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, Please don't. Just do I, it. Well, actually, you can. I.
0: I. If we have mutual friends, I might accept. But at the same time, I'm not on Facebook anymore. So. It's true. It's true. I'm barely. A, I. I've been very good about not being on social media. You have. You have. Uh,
1: and I've been worse. <laughs> So You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. One of the uh, I done one of the other. I'll done. have the scale tips. <laughs> so let's let's think of ourselves of a nice alien diva to put out today. Um have we had Ellen Green? We I feel actually like we have. Or have we, we not? I don't think we have. We had her for um like, transitional stuff one episode yeah Or I really. think
0: you, like, maybe played a clip of her
1: Yeah, during, during an episode about her. Yeah. So let's I do I think she's a great alien. She's yeah. a phenomenal alien to do. And, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. Um, as Matt said, like, subscribe. And, hey, if you
0: feel like leaving us a review, make it funny, make it gay, um, leave us five stars. Yes.
1: Or, you know, come for me for ripping... Jaggy little pill to shreds I was, I was about to say Alexandra Sosha but I didn't rip her to shreds I was no, no. she did. is very talented she's I,
0: extremely yeah.
1: talented she's, I just did not think she was in the same mold as like a young Bernadette Peters which is like honestly just it's factual yeah she is very
0: petite that's like when I play Evan Hansen in the revival of Dear Evan Hansen in 10 years people will
1: always compare me to
0: Ben Platt that is so different bra-
1: from that Alex is so brave of them to set the revival of Dear Evan Hansen in an old folks home I love that journey the Evo Van Hofe production of Evan Hansen, where he is a seventy-year-old, and instead of a queer. broken arm, I'm just in a full body cast, <laughs> and people wheel me around in the bed, and there's a <laughs> muumu on top of the body cast. Yes, exactly. Yes. All right, guys. All right. Like and subscribe. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs>